Alright, we're getting started with another episode of the Secret Society of Marauders. Uh, yeah, it's our little secret society, you know. It's, hopefully it's not as secret as time goes on, but right now it's pretty secret and limited to a very small circle of people. Today is going to be our third episode, technically. And this episode is going to be about predictive programming, which is pretty much one of the most prevalent conspiracy theories. Um, Shakespeare said way back in his day like that all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. So this is really just kind of going off of that like idea. And what is predictive programming? Predictive programming is the idea that a group of people tells other people through mass media about different events which tend to be bad like uh, just nefarious sort of secret elites quote unquote and we're going to look at different theories that uh, different movies like the first Avengers and credit scene uh, we're going to look at like the Olympics ritual which this is really what it com comes down to the ritual and it, I, w I would say that it's helpful to like think about if you were in their shoes what would you do and if you had like trillions and trillions of dollars would you just keep getting trillions would you be happy with that and I think it's just too easy for them, they feel. So they have to make it a little harder, and the way they make it harder is they make themselves vulnerable, and they do that through telling you that they're doing it in very subtle ways. But I feel like this could be their kind of biggest flaw in a way that they want to telegraph this whole thing. And But then again, I don't think that anyone's going to really... Uh, on a large scale is going to rise up because of like some movie <laughs> um, so there are a lot of different theories of predictive programming and first of all people who have these theories like believe that it does exist uh, the first one is that it just gets people used to things so if you're like watching movies I'm not really sure if this is true it's kind of beyond my age range but like if you're watching movies like in the 80s and 90s in theory there could be movies that like have a lot about of information on surveillance and then it's kind of getting ready people getting people ready for this new age of computers and surveillance and where the government the NSA those good folks know everything that you're doing thinking and basically the matrix getting ready getting you ready for the matrix and there are different ways that could play out but I feel like that those like large society wide shifts could be a reason that um, different concepts are insert, inserted into the popular consciousness and so that it's not as big of a shock once you finally get there um, two this is 
my personal favorite reason, which is to avoid increased karmic blowback to the perpetrator. And there's the idea that, you know, everything operates under God's law. And once you do bad actions, that has bad karmic blowback. And obviously, like, if you tell someone that you're going to do something, it doesn't make it better. But let's say that I, you have a really cool, um, say I really like your skateboard and you just have an epic skateboard and I tell you, I, I really want that skateboard. Can I have it? And then you say, no, obviously cause it's really cool. But then you're like, okay, well, I'm going to come by your house tomorrow at 3 p.m. I'm, I'm going to break into your house and steal it. And, well, like, it's not okay that I'm going to go steal the skateboard. But at least I'm telling you so that you can avoid it actually happening. And what I believe that, I personally believe that is going on is through movies and different um, popular culture they're telling you what's going to happen so that they're like oh look I told you so stop complaining that one I, f I feel like you can kind of like go into more depth with that but I'm not really going to do that three is this is the concept of playing with the victim and that it's not as fun if, like, everything that the occult, well, not occult, um, that the cabal wishes to happen, they don't necessarily want it to go fast because they enjoy the kind of cat and mouse game. And four is it actually initiates people into the cult in a way, like, all the information was previously held under tight locks, but now it's actually, like, you're being part of the cult, and mainly through culture and, like, movies, and not necessarily part of the cult, but, like, at least a witness to it and giving it more power. Number five is that well, during movies, people tend to really be relaxing and different concepts could leak into your imagination that you haven't critically examined. And it's really the perfect mind control method if, if you're going to like tell someone stuff. You want them to be really relaxed while you're doing it so that it like seeps deeper into their consciousness. Although that's not necessarily what the um, MKUltra th people did. With the CIA, they kind of like made their lives living hell, but um, I'd say those are the five reasons. So just to recap, one, get people used to things, two, to avoid karmic blowback, three, to play with the victim, four, to initiate people into the death cult, five, and people have to have people have their guard down. So that you can slip in certain concepts that you want them to believe. And the Freemasons, Scottish Rite of Freemasons, actually have this uh, topic of what was called profane. 
Those are all the people that are not initiated. And these profane people are looked down upon. We're really in the middle of an initiation right now, actually, with all the coronavirus events. And when you watch the news, you look at the different numbers. Or, um, and then different movies can contain hidden concepts. And this one guy named Michael Hoffman came up with this idea of the revelation of the method whereby the cabal kind of tells you its secrets out in the open. And I'm going to quote from his book, Secret Societies and Psychological Warfare. On page 53, Hoffman writes, The revelation of the method. This alludes to the process wherein murderous deeds and hair-raising conspiracies involving wars, revolutions, decapitations, secret, archaeo, astronomical deity cult worship and every manner of horror are first buried beneath a cloak of secrecy and then when finally accomplished and secured slowly revealed to the unsuspecting populace who watch defrozen as a hidden history is unveiled and I was trying to find a quote where it talks about the revelation of the method because I feel like that's such a good name for it because now we realize the method that, that that has been operating for a very long time, actually. And that's actually one of the things I'm sort of grateful for. For, like, even though some of these events, like 9-11 and, you know, current COVID crisis and the financial crisis of 2008, <clears throat> you know, these are all very terrible events. I feel like the way that they've been handled um, allow us to see the true nature of our government and how messed up they are in the head. <laughs> um, there's another um, Michael Hoffman quote from his book Secret Societies and Psychological Warfare that I want to mention, which is on page 67. He writes... The cryptocracy has a much more refined deducement for attendance at their Masonic ritual. Spectacular optical. If you need to be induced to watch TV or read a sensational mass market picture magazine or a newspaper, in fact, be paid to do so. So, the cryptocracy is the idea that a shadow government runs things. And if you look at, like, the assassination of John F. Kennedy, President John F. Kennedy, it's really hard to wrap your mind around that if you don't think that at least there are some hidden forces at work. And I have looked at different podcasts like um, Isaac Weissop's Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture about how our culture is just surrounded by like strange coincidences, you might say, uh, with like different themes and I've seen a lot of uh, evidence of like different people having the Jesus pose quote unquote where their arms stretch out and like during the Super Bowl halftime show the weekend guy did that and the Joker did that in the movie and I saw this video uh, by Madonna music video by Madonna saying just like a prayer at Eurovision and she did that that was very symbolic I just feel that the deeper you dig, the more you find that 
in plain sight is these strange kind of ritualistic behaviors, which I don't think any normal person would um, partake in without either morally or would even think to do it. And I think that personally, I think that celebrities are kind of living in their own Truman show where everything's kind of fake and it's just, everything's created for them. The script is there. And I honestly do feel kind of bad for these, some of these celebrities, but I'm not really sure if they knew what they were getting into. So during this whole, uh, Corona event worldwide, there's a lot of, uh, conspiracy theories about the whole pandemic thing. And some people are asking, is it a deadly virus or is it not as deadly as people think? Is strain theory or germ theory more accurate? And I personally believe that there is some evidence that this was a planned event. And then that kind of like leads you to figure out if it was a bioweapon or if it was if, it, if we're really witnessing theater. And I don't really want to weigh in on that too much, but I do believe that I could just come up with some brief evidence of in favor of the fact that it could have been planned, which is one, this is not as hard evidence, but there is a long history of um, pandemic simulations, starting with the anthrax dark winter simulation. And <clears throat> actually it wasn't anthrax, but it was smallpox. And it was in 2001, and they were saying that Osama bin Laden was going to, like, poison some people. And I don't know if you really, if what your thoughts are, but, like, if my, like, doctor went up and told me, like, that Osama bin Laden was going to, like, do a bunch of crazy stuff. Like, these are basically, like, people in doctor roles. Like, yes, they're in the government, but they went to school for being, like, in the CDC and all that, like... I don't see how it's really feasible for this was an operation dark, dark winter if you want to look it up um, and then we have event two two oh one two zero one which took place October 19th 2019 and it was simulating a global coronavirus event and you had people like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation the World Economic Forum and some people from the UN, I believe, and Johns Hopkins, one Chinese dude from <laughs> the Chinese CDC, George Gao, is very suspicious. Um, that's not really evidence, but there's also the Clade X and Crimson Contagion, which I really need to look in, more into, but that's number one, these simulations. Um, two would be the global manipulation of money supplies. All the, uh, I really actually wasn't planning on going into uh, whether or not this is a pandemic, but I realized that it's kind of ridiculous to um, show you some evidence of movies and think that that's the reason why you should think that there's something being planned on a deep level like 
like a Snoop Dogg commercial shouldn't be like your main reason for believing in like a conspiracy theory. Um, but I read this one article about how um, this was from a James Corbett, CorbettReport.com. It was an article about how bankers had been saying that they wanted to buy as much gold in preparation for 2020 and like right before 29, like 2020, like they're like, okay, we're good now. And cause gold is like the way that you can back money. And right now the fiat currency is kind of like going crazy with all this trillion dollar spending from our Congress here in America. Um, so I guess three would be a popular culture representations. Again, not a very soft, not a very, uh, good form of evidence, but number four could be the actually terrain theory. And if terrain theory is actually correct, then there's absolutely no question that this is a pandemic because pandemic because if what terrain theory says is that the whole terrain including like different uh, microbes and the different balance of different nutrients in our body and like energy is actually when that gets out of balance that's the main reason we get sick instead of some like invasive germ taking your body over whatever some virus just attacking you all the time and maybe both are correct but definitely if terrain theory is correct and viruses aren't like just hopping person to person then I believe that it'd be a lot easier to determine this but ultimately, I feel like you have to go with your own thoughts. Don't, like, let other people guide what you think. Like, analyze the evidence. Determine what you believe from there. Even even if it seems like an absolutely insane outcome. Because the things that come out of, like, mainstream media are just insane in general. So you either have your own insane theory or you go with the insane theories provided to you. I think we all have to determine that for ourselves. The first example of uh, predictive programming I wanted to mention, not mention, but like analyze, is the end scene of First Avengers with Captain America. And I first found this online where they showed a scene in this clip showing the Corona beer in a direct angle with like this corona looking fireworks show and it did kind of look like that kind of spiky corona looking the way that they show the virus it had this spiky look to it and I after this, I went and saw the clip from start to finish. I can look it up really quick, actually. I forgot what it's called. 
Um, but it did give me a lot of 9-11 uh, themes to it. So if you look up on YouTube, Steve Rogers wakes up 70 years later. I had to date Captain America the First Avenger by Top Movie Clips. That's the most high definition high definition version that you can watch. And I really recommend you to go ahead and search that in the in YouTube if you haven't seen that. And then come back to listen to my analysis of it. Okay, well, if you're still here, I'm going to assume that you have seen at least a little bit of this clip. It's only about two minutes. And it starts off with Steve Rogers in the hospital, quote-unquote. And this woman says, there's a nurse, she's kind of hot, <laughs> comes in, she says, good morning, or should I really say afternoon? And I feel like Steve Rogers is disoriented. That's why this quote is here. And he doesn't even know if it's morning or afternoon. Or it could be actually like where morning becomes afternoon. There are flowers and we're going to be kind of going off the conspiracy deep end. I'm just going to warn you. Because like we had mentioned uh, the etymology, which is like the root word of corona, which is in crown. And that has some stuff to do with garland. And garlands are like a plant crown the Romans used after victories. And there is a little bit of flowers in this room. So that does kind of have a very vague, faint connection to garland. Okay, so after that, Steve Rogers asks, where am I? And then she doesn't really... No, she she actually responds saying, you're in New York City in the hospital. And he asks, where am I really? Because there's a radio going off in the back about this game, baseball game. And he says the game is from 1941 because he was saying that he played in it. Well, this radio has a very vintage look to it. And I knew that um, since everything is there for a reason, I looked up May 1941 and on Wikipedia. And I couldn't really find much that was that interesting except for this one President Roosevelt speech where he gave a fireside chat announcing an unlimited national emergency and there's also a newspaper on the stand and there's a pitcher with water and a glass of water after she he uh, arouses her suspicion she clicks a clicker and then two guards show up um this this all kind of shows that this woman was presented to calm Steve Rogers down. And he breaks out of the room. It turns out that it's kind of like a fake room. It's not a real hospital. It was kind of a, it was a green screen. So he breaks out. He kind of beats up the guard. Not beats him up, but like shakes him off him. 
and it's really crazy like once he breaks through you can see like the fake window simulating the New York City skyline and the lady says all agents code 13 the phrase all agents code if you disregard 13 has 13 letters and one thing I found when I was researching espionage for history history class I found that there was this one agent in the American Revolutionary War called Agent 355-355. And she was the only female spy for the Americans whose identity was never revealed. And she died, actually. Another... 13 is going to come up a lot in this. Uh, The numbers 3 plus 5 plus 5 out of 13. So that's why I mentioned Agent 355 there's also, if you know about tarot cards, the form of divination through this uh, ancient method of fortune telling, the 13th card is death. So this YouTube clip really does have that undercurrent vibe of like satanic cult of death. That's what I get from it personally. As, as we look more into it, you'll, you'll see. But... So Steve Rogers runs out of the building. And I notice that everyone inside kind of looks very nice. Has a lot of suits. There are a lot of suits. They're very professional looking. More on the young side. And in my personal opinion, this is sort of presented as the people keeping the machine running. Everyone knows that New York City has the United Nations and there's also obviously the World Trade Center and now you have the One World Trade Center because they're trying to create a One World Government that's just my theory on that but I believe that these people are presented as the sort of hopefully I didn't say this already but people keeping the machine running kind of young college students looking for that job apparently they're agents because um, this woman said all agents I'm sure that the CIA has plenty of agents in New York I heard from a uh, Whitney Webb article that there's the, the French intelligence agency thought that this one Wall Street company called Kroll Incorporated K-R-O-L-L is a CIA-run company. So there could be a lot of... That could be a reason for a lot of financial manipulation in New York that certain authorities are involved. I just want to warn you that we're going to be dwelling on really small details to kind of piece together this puzzle. So after Steve Rogers runs out of the building, it kind of looks like there's a sort of portal that appears. Kind of reminds me of that, at least. Also, I can mention that when he was running out of the room, which eventually looked like a green screen, because all the world's a stage, I saw this kind of wire that looked like a snake, and it reminded me of the book of Revelation, when the snake tells Adam, no, it tells Eve to eat the apple, 
promising her the power to see good and evil. And if you look at the different symbolism with the conspiracy type of topics, they, it does appear that um, these people believe in some kind of higher power. And somehow the Bible, they don't obviously, they don't live by it at all. And I don't know if they believe what takes sense they believe it, but I do think that they believe that at least the symbolism is important. And they, they make it clear that they are more on the side of the darker side of things. Um, okay. I have a lot of notes on this because it's can't really memorize all of it. And I saw this one yellow orange Ford taxi. And there's a Toyota behind. On the taxi exterior, it looked like it said SHC. And that could possibly stand for Student Health Center. Who knows if that's actually true. This is very um, speculative. Also, as I, I'm, I apologize for not going in necessarily chronological order, but as he was running out of this building, it looked like there's a spotlight on top, which also proves that all the world's a stage. And as you look behind him, you see these different signs. One of them said Arcadia. Actually, Arcadia was the home of the Greek god Pan in mythology. Pan has the legs of goat, similar to Baphomet, who's the figure that Satanists worship, you know, with the five-pointed star on the head with the goat head, the androgyne of male body, and then, like, has a penis and boobs. It's very strange. I don't know why anyone would worship that. <laughs> I mean, at least worship something interesting looking. So, like I just said, Arcadia, that's where Pan is from. Pan had a goat legs, goat features. And actually, Panic comes from the word, from, from Pan. And... It might be too much of a stretch, but the pan pandemic that's obviously not going to be the only piece of evidence we can see. But there's also the Barrymore, and I found out that this is a famous acting family, which was also inspiration for the royal family play in 1927. It was eventually remade in 2001. The reason that this is relevant is because the whole idea of crowns is related to corona. That's like the root word of corona, actually, crowns. We, we talked about this in the past two episodes, which actually aren't on Apple Podcasts, but if you look on the Fireside podcasting link, you can find them. You also see an NFL draft visa sign I think it's really interesting that they chose visa because the word visa itself like 
is related to freedom of movement. And we're seeing now with the coronavirus pandemic that our freedom of movement is being challenged. And the NFL draft, it uh, has the kind of like feeling of when you're forced to do something. And I've heard people say that athletes are like basically paid slaves. And I, I was reading for a history class about ancient courts in Africa. Not necessarily ancient, but like kind of Mali time. Like, I don't know when that is. Like, sometime the Middle Ages-ish, there were different royal officials that were considered slaves, but they lived well. But the reason they were slaves is because they couldn't control anything. So I believe that there are a lot of slaves that are actually rich. And athletes might actually... I'm sure they're not complaining too much because they're getting paid a lot, but the idea of the draft where you're selected into the process without any choice. Um, so to... Also another thing I could mention is uh, if you think that sports is rigged, I'm not saying you have to think that, but you might, if you want to look more into that, I would really recommend the Zachary Hubbard's Gematria Effect website. And he's always getting taken off of YouTube. But I'll link that in the show notes. So the NFL draft usually does take place in New York. And if you... Also, another thing to mention is um, the coronavirus pandemic sort of had like this really big beginning in New York in terms of the media stories on it. And if you... Also, if you include Visa and the draft idea, where we don't really have any... If this is extended to us, the people, then we don't really have any freedoms. But with a Visa, with a different payment processes through electronic means, there's a possibility that if you don't have the vaccine, then you might not be able to access different electronic payment. And if the paper dollars are eliminated, then we're going to have no other way to be interact with the economy in a mainstream way, except for things like Visa, MasterCard. And that's not good if uh, it really does come down to that, because I feel like it's not just about the vaccine. Like, if they don't think that Christians should be able to interact on the econ- in, in the economy, then they can shut you out. If it's all online, if it's all digital dollars, hopefully we don't get to that point, but it's just a reason where that could be an issue with different religious beliefs being put into question. And once you see these like different dictatorships with Soviets and Nazis, they need an enemy to blame. So it might not be you today, but they're going to definitely single you out at some point whenever they get the chance as if it helps them they, they'll do it and I think I'd be we'd be a naive, naive to say that no Nazis or Soviets could ever in the history of America ever walk amongst us but that's really a, that's another episode and of by itself. 
So you see in the camera salad bar, and it turns out that the way that this is shown, it starts with alad, A-L-A-D. I wonder if it has anything to do with Aladdin, but Al- Al- Alad is a gene. So potentially that could be a reference to biology. And bar can be an abbreviation for bright, alert, and responsive, which is a medical term. Then you see all these advertisements. One of them says 7-Up. And then you see another 7-Up. And then it pans back to the original 7-Up. So you're, this 7 plus 7 plus 7 is 21. The Holy Trinity is 777. And if we use the idea of Satanic Law of Inversion, which... David Icke, I believe David Icke created that, then that's actually 666, the mark of the beast, which is kind of a, this may be a leap too far, but if we do agree that these people invert their message for the initiates, and if you're not an initiate, you're you're not going to have direct access to that, so I don't think that you would want to be an initiate to begin with, because I would never want to have my soul signed away to something like that. But then if that's the case, then this could not be a um, good sign with the 777 being inverted as a 666. You see uh, a lot of 21 symbolism. We're obviously in the 21st century. Um, September 11th, 2001, that was when the... uh, Twin Towers were attacked. And 2001, that kind of has 21 symbolism. If you look at the date, uh, 9, 11, 9 plus 11 is 20, plus 1 from 2001, 21. There's also Agenda 21, which is sustainable development for the 21st century. I believe that was created in late... 19, like 80s or 90s or something like that. But if you really look at what's being proposed, it's not necessarily for the people. It's kind of crappy, but even that is another topic. But really, I just want to communicate that all of this is connected. If you look at 7-Up, Up implies the heavens and if you imply the satanic law of aversion it's really down so the way that I think if you if you if you ever seen that movie they live they put on these glasses and once you see with the glasses you're getting this all this new information and what we're trying to do is put on those glasses here so if we put on those they live glasses, what we're really seeing is six down. So the the company is seven up, but it's really six down in this because this is unveiling of the satanic undercurrents of mainstream America. Crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but everything's crazy nowadays. 
There's also the Marquis Wonderland. The Marquis was a nobleman above a count and below a duke. The Wonderland, I believe, is an allusion to Alice in Wonderland. Earlier we saw how he walked out of the building. It kind of looked like a portal, so he's down the rabbit hole. Um, I, I wonder if I'm missing any Alice in Wonderland references in this. But it'd be interesting if I later did find this. I found a advertisement for Anglot, which is a, some kind of like makeup company. And I looked at the etymology, word of the meaning of how this was created. And actually, Inglot is originally derived from the old German word Ingel, which means angel. And another reference to the sort of spiritual realm. The question is with this clip is is it really a sort of satanic thing or does it have like kind of positive spiritual meaning? And if you it's fine if you say it has positive spiritual meaning, but it just I feel like it's more compelling that it's just that on the surface, but once you invert it, it's a lot different. I saw a lot of weird messages pop up on the screen. One of them said, like, monitors in more than 200 countries. This is in an, in an advertisement. It also appears that Steve Rogers is wearing the shirt with a, it says SSR, which is so weird because there's also Soviet Socialist Republic. And there's a lot of, I don't really understand, which is like why there's a ring slash a circle around the eagle. Of course, we know that uh, the eagle was also, it's unfortunate that the eagle was represented by the Nazis. Um, you see a lot of patriot symbolism in here. There's Bank of America, American Eagle, and of course Captain America. He's sort of a patriotic figure. If you look at the number of letters in Bank of America, that's 13. Bank, 4, of, 2, that's 6. America, 7. So 6 plus 7, 13. American Eagle, you know, just, just write it out, but it's 13. I also think that when you look at the scene, you have to realize that the Twin Towers are invoked because there's one kind of solid line across the street, and you see a tower... It kind of looks like a tower on each side, and the tower, like these, di these have different things on the screen. I mean, it's also New York, so that's why I feel like it's a valid interpretation. And if you believe that what happened on 11 was not good, then obviously that has a lot of meaning to this clip. So earlier we had talked about how Steve Rogers 
knew that he was in a fake environment because he was playing in the very same baseball game that he, that was on the radio. And I kind of briefly mentioned that Franklin Delano Roosevelt thought um, that he announced that there's a permanent national emergency. And I'm just going to read a little bit of that fire ch- fireside chat, which was given on May 27th, 1941. Also, it'd be really interesting to see, like, in the comics, what is the exact day that... Um, I'm actually looking it up right now. Captain America Baseball, May 1941. If it's May 27th, that's crazy. Okay, so it looks like the game took place May 25th, 1941. The fireside chat was given May 27th, 1941. So this is literally only two days of a difference. Um, I believe that it is May 27th, 1941. I'm just going to double check. Yep, May 27th, 1941 in Washington, D.C. It's really clever how he like snuck that in at the very end. Yeah, so like we really need to fight the Nazis and stuff. But by the way, after you probably went to sleep with how boring this talk was, there's a national emergency. It's going to last forever. <laughs> and that's why I think that what really drives home this clip is not necessarily one thing, but how they all fit together. It's kind of creepy as fuck, actually. Um, so I'm just going to read the very beginning of this fireside chat. It is May 27th, 1941. Very beginning says, I have said on many occasions that the United States is mustering its men and its resources only for purposes of defense, only to repel attack. I repeat that statement now, but we must be realistic when we use the word attack. We have to relate it to the lightning speed of, war, of warfare. Some people seem to think that we are not attacked until bombs actually drop in the streets of New York or San Francisco or New Orleans, or Chicago. But they are simply shutting their eyes to the lesson that we must learn from the fate of every nation that the Nazis have conquered. And there's a lot more to it. And then he ends, Therefore, with profound consciousness of my responsibilities to my countrymen and to my country's cause, I have tonight issued a proclamation that an unlimited national emergency exists and requires the strengthening of our defense to the extreme limit of our national power and authority. The nation will expect all individuals and all groups to play their full parts without stint. So here we have it, a permanent national emergency. What happened after 9-11? Boom. National emergency. Why did um, governors have the ability to like shut down their entire economy? Emergency Powers Act. Um, I really should know more about the emergency. I feel like the emergency bills should be like an entire episode 
but they're pretty boring. Um, I do feel like we should think, be thinking about like why is it the governors get to decide? I thought it's supposed to be the legislature because I learned when I was in like third grade that like the legislature makes the laws, executive enforces the laws, judicial interprets the law. So why is it that the executive is making the law and the legislative is just sitting there doing nothing? That's pretty interesting. So there's a lot more in this um, that we see. We see uh, Olympic rings. And next to that is Pompeii. This is on Broadway. This really... Um, hits home the idea that all the world's staged because it's on Broadway. There, the, the cars that come to get him from Shield, Agents of Shield, are accurate cars. And I learned that there was a Celtic god named Air Acura, which has Acura in it. So Air Acura. Air Acura. Celtic god thought to resemble the underworld. The There's a Phantom of the Opera um, sign. And I haven't actually watched it, but it does have a mask on it. We all know about the whole mask thing by now. Um, and when I was talking about how I first got into this, there's a clear line between the Corona fireworks and Captain America's shirt, which is an eagle, the Corona beer, there's a George Washington sign which says, by George, we did it. And also, and this goes all the way down to the Olympic rings and Pompeii. There's also this one, uh, Eclipse Gum advertisement. And there's another one called Orbit. Both those kind of invoke astronomy. And a corona actually appears during a total solar eclipse. So the idea that there's an eclipse gum and a corona appears during a total solar eclipse, I feel like that's another point for the conspiracies team. <laughs> and orbit just brings back that, like, they seem like they're going with multiple examples of astronomy. There's a, another astronomy reference, Planet Hollywood, although that's, like, a real thing, but... The idea of planets and Hollywood apparently first came from Holly Wand, which is related to magic. There's a sign that said, shocking new evidence, ID, and then it's really unclear what that means in isolation from the whole new push for uh, digital IDs. And there's the whole ID 2020 thing. You see flash up on one of the towers. Innovation for the 21st century. Working together for a better world. There's a SWAT sign. Above the SWAT sign it says Forever 21. We're, we're talking about the 21 with the three appearances of 7-Up sign adding up to 21. 2001, September 11th. We're now in 2021. Let's see what happens in this year. It says also says cybercrime index. Um, there's a sign that says tickets with 
TKTS selling Broadway tickets. There's a sign that says Hijackers Search. That's at the 2 minute 57 mark. I can actually, when I post the show notes, I'm going to have a, like a really long post in, on minds.com that's going to break down all the different times you can be looking for things. So I'll look for the show notes. You also see, of course, this wouldn't be complete without McDonald's arch, full arch. And there's also some theories about like whether or not the Golden Arches. I heard in the Michael Hoffman book that the arches were originally the arch kind of looks like the uh, St. Louis arch, like multiplied by two. And the St. Louis arch was built on a mound of the Cahokia um, civilization. Cahokia civilization in Missouri. And apparently, they they had like shrunken heads and crazy stuff on the mound. And the uh, they built this monument as kind of a gateway to the West. And apparently, McDonald's was like created in the West of the United States. Um, another thing I crazy thing that I found out was that Louis Cheskin wanted to make the arches look like boobs <laughs> to to uh, generate more profit. Um, I can also go over the angle going with the uh, that led to the whole Corona examination in the first place. So first you have the seven, um, there's an angle that looks like a seven, um, it goes down to the lamp, which to me kind of looks like eyes, and it goes down to a tennis player, down to fireworks resembling Corona, down to the Steve Rogers shirt, down to a screen resembling one of the Twin Towers, down to the Corona Light beer, that's another crazy thing, it's Corona Light, it's not just like normal Corona, it's Corona Light which the light of a corona is present during a solar eclipse. What gum did we see? Eclipse gum. And this is just above the Inglot ad. This goes, this angle continues down to the sign by George We Did It with uh, George Washington crossing the Delaware River down to Pompeii the Exhibit, which is actually underneath the light in which one of the lights stopped working, which is really strange how there's one light on, one light off. Maybe the kind of yin and yang element. Um, there's also some advertisements for Baskin Robbins and Dunkin' Donuts. And if you look up like Carlyle Group, that's C A R L Y. LE, Carlisle Group, Baskin Robbins. Looking up right now, actually. Yep, they own Carlisle Group, or at least they invested a lot. Actually, I'm not really the person that should be giving advice on on this stuff with 
with uh, who owns Duncan Robbins or not Duncan Duncan Donuts Baskin Robbins. But I'm seeing an article that says Bin Capital, the Carlisle Group, and Thomas H. Lee partners complete acquisition of Duncan Brands. So I'll have to post post that in the show notes. Um, but the reason I brought up the Carlisle Group is because this stuff really never... It's just so insane that any of this has any real reality. But the Carlisle Group, um, some think that they're actually involved with 9-11. And I was reading this one David Icke book called The Trigger, What Really Happened, which if you if you want to figure out what really happened, um, I, I do think you should watch, you should look at that on davidike.com. Uh, so I'm going to quote from the book on page 390. He writes, an article in The Economist said the Carlyle Group was embroiled with the defense and intelligence establishment and is widely regarded as an extension of the U.S. government, or at least the the National Security Agency, the CIA, and the Pentagon. So this kind of hits home the idea of national security establishment. Of course, you've got the agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., Nick Fury, and he sort of resembles the shadow government. Of course, he has all-black, shadowy vibes. Um... He has an eye patch, and eye patches is actually something that pirates are usually depicted as, and pirates aren't belonging to any state, so I don't believe that Nick Fury, I personally don't believe that Nick Fury is, or at least the group that he represents, do not believe that they are necessarily part of a state, Um, kind of like pirates. And the Skull and Bones organization, I believe that they feel that they're like that as well, even though some of their members end up being president, or at least in very high positions of power. And Nick Fury tells him, you've been asleep, Cap, for almost 70 years. It's a very central theme of... uh, if you're not really looking at this from a different perspective, then in a way you are kind of sleeping on it. That's not necessarily saying you're wrong if you don't believe it, but I feel like that uh, the way that this is modeled is that Steve Rogers is the average person sort of understanding what's happening briefly, whereas Nick Fury, he already knows what's going on. And he knew that he was going to freak out once. I believe that Nick Fury was actually testing Captain America to see what he'd do. And he knew exactly where to find him. Um, and it, the, the, the scene ends when Steve Rogers said, I had a date. And I must wonder, like, if this is referenced to, the, to a different date. 
I mean, it obviously is about him and his relationship that unfortunately didn't happen, but those, those kind of things eventually happen when you're, was it, was the word chirogenically frozen? Chirogenically frozen in the ice. And if you've seen the, uh, the crazy Snoop Dogg Corona commercial, it's, it's really wild. Like, I saw it during um, the NFL season, and I and I wrote it down. So so it starts off with him. He's on like an island. Everything looks nice. He says, "Everybody's so keep busy keeping up. Forget about the Joneses. We all on our telephones with the texts and the tweets and the beats. What he said, she said, can't even follow the thread. Down the hole, we all go." Me, I like keeping up too with my corona and my attitude. That's the fine life, baby. And it's a corona beer commercial. Something, something about Snoop Dogg just seems so unsettling. And that's. I'm not. I'm not asking you to believe any of this based off of one like commercial, but. You gotta think about like people know that this has irony, and Corona was actually operated by Crown Imports in Chicago, so they they obviously know it's related to a Crown, and I I believe that if you look at the Corona Crown, it actually kind of looks like a graveyard with like tombs, not tombs, or gravestones on it, which is just that's pretty creepy, but. Curious if you think if you think that you that you also see that. And the next ritual we're looking at is the London 2012 opening ceremony. This was like playing out the ritual of a pandemic, or at least there are certain ways in which it plays out the ritual of this pandemic, even though it's not necessarily about a virus or anything. But it starts off with the Great Street, the Great Ormond Street Hospital in the United Kingdom, because this happened, this Olympics happened in London, and apparently the guy who wrote Peter Pan, J.M. Barry, donated the rights to the hospital of Peter Pan in 1929. Of course, Peter Pan, pandemic, you know, normal conspiracy associations. And if you look, there's a girl um, in the video reading Peter Pan. She's opened the book to a picture of Captain Hook. And if you recall in a previous episode, we discussed the etymology of the word crown, which refers to any of various curved or hooked objects. Captain Hook. I always wonder how deep this goes, you know. Uh, okay, so we'll... First of all, the opening ceremony started with industrialization. And the rings were created by, like, a blacksmith. And they're, it kind of reminds me of, like, the Tolkien rings from Lord of the Rings. Um, so I'm going to name some time marks at around 36 minutes, 17 seconds. James Bond joins Elizabeth II. And if you look at occult teachings 
of uh, John D. Apparently he was the first 007 agent who is an aide to Queen Elizabeth I. And James Bond is the second 007 and is kind of invoking here with James Bond joining Elizabeth II. is invoking that relationship of magical with ruler and the ruler needs a certain magical component to be able to uh, function and I don't really know that much about John Dee but I just know he was a court astrologer and he apparently came up with like a different idea for the British Empire so at around 44 minutes 41 seconds the hospital what I call the pandemic simulation begins you know, at 48, 48, 41, you see a girl holding the Peter Pan book. At first, everyone looks kind of happy. Um, apparently, the Great Ormond Street Hospital got, like, first to uh, some type of, like, new technology. Um, it says, Great Ormond, I'm reading this in digitalhealth.net. Great Ormond Street Hospital has become the first UK hospital to achieve the HIMSS Stage 7 International Digital Maturity Benchmark. So it does seem that at least is uh, to be in the first of all of the United Kingdom. Probably has some sort of symbolism, especially since it was in the Olympics. And... What's really creepy is how J.K. Rowling is included in this, and she starts reading like about nightmares. She's like, of all delectable islands, Neverland is is the snuggest. It's not large; it's rolling, but like, it's comfortable. I'm gonna insert a clip there. Of all delectable islands, Neverland is the snuggest. It's not large and sprawly, you know, with boring distances between one adventure and the next. It's nicely crammed. When you play at it by day, with the table and chairs, it's not a bit frightening. But in the two minutes before you go to sleep, it is real. When it comes to uh, determining the truth, I don't know that these things are going to help us the most, but I, I think that every piece of evidence is going to help. Another way to look at it is 2012, such around as 2021. Another way to look at it is there's a new theory that uh, says the Maya calendar cycle that ended in 2012 is actually happening in 2020. So there's this article by CuriousMouse.com that says that's because following the Julian calendar, an argument can be made for us to be in 2012. The number of days lost in a year due to the change of the Greek 
Gregorian calendar is 11 days. For 268 day years, we have used the Gregorian calendar, 1752 to 2020. Multiplied by 11, we get 2,948 days, which divided by 365 is equal to 8 years. So technically, an argument could be made for us being in 2012 and not 2020. So it's the Mayan prophecy of the apocalypse. Um, and where things get really crazy is at a 4927 49 minutes 27 seconds um, ghouls and evil spirits appear to enter also some villains like the child catcher which is even that's really creepy like they put why is there a villain called the child catcher in a child movie from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang there's Corella Deville. She's Cruel Devil. There's Voldemort. Um, if you want to look for exactly when Jackie Rowling starts talking, it's 48 minutes, 43 seconds. And once these ghouls enter, it looks like all the um, all the nurses are under some kind of weird trance, and it's kind of freaky because I feel like that's kind of going on now. The uh, Ghouls are coming from the for the kids, and the adults kind of do look like The Walking Dead. And of course, the nurses don't do crap. And who really saves the day is Mary Poppins, and a bunch of Mary Poppins. They make the ghouls go away, but it's kind of terrifying how this was a. Uh, chosen as a good idea with kids and nightmares and why that would actually happen in a hospital setting um, at one hour 25 minute of the opening ceremony there's a sun ritual with Emily Sandy and she's singing abide with me and it looks like there's some kind of sun looking thing and of course that's related to corona crown for reasons that we talked about how monarchy is usually associated with the sun at one hour and 18 minutes there was a it featured a Sir Tim Berners-Lee who invented the internet and it kind of looks like a magical different presentation and I saw this really strange detail that was talking about. Um, it said, this is for ever. And then it kind of panned out and said, this is for everyone. So I'm going to ask, like, what is going to last forever here? Also, the Olympic flame does symbolize Promethean fire in Prometheus wanted to bring divine fire to man so he he hid the fire in a reed to make men more divine and then he was punished by this uh, as a transgression against Zeus and I'm wondering if this has any correspondence to the Luciferian story of rebelling and Lucifer actually means the light bringer 
one crazy thing was when I was watching this and I co- recorded on the screen was uh, at 46.10, 46 minutes, 10 seconds, words appear saying, I wonder how Olympics choose their performances. So luckily I still have that. I think they might have taken that down by now. But Now we're going to go to the closing ceremony. Um, you have the, the most disturbing part is the Annie Lennox singing Little Bird, which is a reference to flight. And you can see uh, this has a very like satanic feeling to it. Like all the colors are red, all the people are dressed up like they're kind of like dead aristocrats. Um, this guy that looks like Lucifer is shown. Um, I don't think like how many how much more clear it can get. So by the way, this is the closing ceremony. So one hour, thirty nine minutes, fifty seconds. Uh, this guy with giant wings. Can't remember if they're black. They they might be white, but everything just has a very dark feeling to it. We've also got uh, Ed Sheeran who gets up on stage at some point and he's talking about singing the Pink Floyd song. Of course, Pink Floyd is a British band. Um, English band formed in London in 1965. I just looked it up. <laughs> and he's singing the song like Wish You Were Here and he says, Did you exchange a walk-on role in the war for a lead role in the cage? I feel like that's a very relevant lyric. Um, you have the Muse Second Law performance, which is just creepy because he says, like, I'll reveal my strength to the whole human race. And if you look at the Second Law of Thermodynamics, is that entropy only increases in a system. It becomes more chaotic over time. At three hours twenty seven, three hours seven minutes twenty one seconds, there's torches in a formation similar to coronavirus, in my opinion, like the spikes. And they also show Phoenix on the top. Phoenix actually, according to this one article I found, liberty to the captives dot net. Excuse me. Um, Phoenix symbolizes the birth, the rebirth experienced by Luciferians. And just to throw in some Disney references, there's in the movie Tangled, Rapunzel is born in an island kingdom called Corona, which by the way, like I just realized this, the uh, Corona beer commercial takes place on an island, or at least it looks like a shore-ish area, and it definitely could be an island. Uh... And no one was wearing masks or anything, by the way. It's probably a green screen. With Snoop Dogg. So you got Rapunzel, born in an island kingdom, called Corona. You got Snoop Dogg giving a Corona beer commercial that looks like it's on an island. Maybe. Coincidence. Perhaps. 
There's also a Disney World hotel called Coronado Springs Grandestino Hotel. And not really sure what to make of that. But it does seem to be a reference to Hernan Cortez who um, conquered the Mayans. And I'm not sure what the Grand Destiny is, is referring to. And Coronado that comes from Coronated Springs. And this, of course, relates to Corona. Um, Not a very strong example, but thought I'd mention it. A little bit more of a strong example is the movie Contagion. So this was released in 2011. It's about a movie about a virus that comes from China. And the virus came from a bat as a result of like a bat to pig transmission or something like that and during the thing that I mentioned event 201 they talk about a swine flu sort of thing with the pig and there's the whole swine flu scare in like 2011 or something with Obama, I might be getting this wrong. Swine flu pandemic. So apparently, there's an H1N1 pandemic in 2009. Swine flu pandemic. So not 2011, 2009. And so, as I was saying, with the event 201, 201. They were talking about how, like, a deadly coronavirus would occur from a pig. And here in this movie, Contagion, they're talking about a virus going from a bat to a pig. And now in real life, they're talking about the Wuhan market with the bat. With the bat. So it kind of has half of the bat-pig um, example. And the movie Contagion features Dr. Sanjay Gupta as a it's a brief cameo as a reporter and he's like interviewing some like conspiracy theorist blogger who thinks that um, the virus is made for Big Pharma to profit off of it uh, also I noticed that there was this one person in the movie named Gwyneth Paltrow who she actually posted on Instagram about a year ago when the COVID event was still starting up. She texted, she wrote on Instagram, on route to Paris, paranoid, question mark, prudent, question mark, panicked, placid, pandemic, propaganda. Paltrow's just going to, going to go ahead and sleep with this thing on the plane. I've already been in this movie. Stay safe. Don't shake hands. Wash hands frequently. I think it's interesting how she was like asking about like propaganda, propaganda in this Instagram post. And another thing that I mentioned, I noticed is that she said I've already been in this movie, 
So it's almost like saying that there's another part of the movie that's happening now. Obviously, this is like just the beginning of our look into the conspiracy theory of, uh, you know, was was this a pandemic? There are different, like way more credible reasons to think it probably is, but I'm not really sure how to articulate those. Um, also just to talk about some kind of like particular programming of the culture. I think it is interesting that the social distancing norm is six feet and there's the whole six feet under thing when you're dead, they say that you're six feet under. Um, I feel like we're going to be turning into like little zombies. There's the whole vaccination shot. It says shot. It's kind of strange. And I, I'd actually already talked about in the mythological mythological Greek show, the second one. I was talking about um, the root word of pharmacy is actually in, partially in poison. Which is not a good thing. <laughs> um, and there's also all the people pointing the temperature guns at you now. Which vaccination shot, and you know the guns shoot. Temperature guns look like kind of like a mini gun. The last thing I want to leave you with is during the COVID nineteen pandemic when this all was first rolling out. The um, it was the one hundred sixteenth Congress of the United States and if you look at 116 if you flip that over what do you get? You get 9-11 so just write it on a piece of paper if you don't know what I'm talking about flip it over 9-11 right there so and how do they start off with the 117th Congress. They started with like another domestic terror thing. So that's the nine. Like one plus one plus seven is nine. So who knows? I actually have this prediction that the coronavirus pandemic will last until the uh, 100th and 19th Congress. Which will add up to 11. And we're currently in the 117th Congress. So I believe that it'll be at least 2025 until the pandemic wraps up. It's kind of a bold prediction, but they just lead us along this path. They got control of us completely, mentally. Not me. Probably not you since you're listening to this podcast, but at least a lot of our fellow Americans. Well, I'm sure that there's a lot more I could talk about, but honestly, my head is kind of hurting from what I was thinking. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Um, if you think that any of your friends or anything would be interested in some of this information, you could like show them some of the links or the video or this podcast. And I'm going to put a bunch of links on my Minds channel. Um, I also want to mention some, not exactly sponsors, but the reason that I was able to get music for this podcast is because of uh, tubersongs.com. So tubersongs.com gave us a little Celtic theme music. And also this guy, Ciro Marchetti. He created the cover art for this, and I actually I already used it. Like he didn't create it for me; it was already existing. But the Tarot Grand Luke's is the one that I actually I'm holding it right in my hands, and it's the Ten of Coins or the Ten of Pentacles is the card that I used for the cover. So definitely give those people some love. I'll link them in the comments. And, you know, like, there's a lot of links I mentioned, so I'm going to put those in the, in the description. But I hope that we can um, you know, grow this little secret society of marauders over time. And also, I want to look more into, like, magical things. Like, I don't actually really like the whole conspiracy angle as much. It's just I feel like I have to do it in a way. just really annoying that uh, people want to just fuck up humanity, you know. I'm not cool with it. <laughs> um, anyways, I hope that in the future uh, we'll be able to look more into Event 201 and you know, maybe do a swap cast with some people talk about some of the stuff we've been talking about. Anyways, stay safe, stay sane, my mind marauders. My